And so when I was playing in the game, I didn't know where the ball was going. So it just created this anxiety and stress and fear. Mm. Um, and it just completely mentally destroyed me. Anxiety has affected my life ever since then okay. in different ways. But hmm. I know how to manage it. Um, but that's truly what ended my career. Wow. But that was also a passion of mine to, to give back to athletes and help them. You know, I, I worried about the future, which mm. I shouldn't have. And that that's what it was. It was truly just worrying about the future and not currently working on what I could focus on in the present and control what I could control. Welcome to Before the Lights podcast, true stories behind high performers. I'm your host, Brittany Wilson. Today, I'm going to be interviewing Jason St. Clair. Jason is a former professional baseball player and since then has created multiple businesses, including being the owner and CEO of X Endurance, science-backed products for optimal health and sports performance, as well as being the founder of Lab Management, a sports management group. Jason has so many lessons to share about his professional baseball career and transitioning into the business world. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Again, if you do, it would help so much if you screenshot this, share it on any of your social media outlets, Instagram, tag Brittany One Wilson. Thanks so much for listening. Let's get to it. All right, so I'm here with Jason. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I'm excited that we can finally sit down and chat. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So I first met Jason when I was actually contacting him. I started my podcast about two years ago, and I had contacted you about Camille, correct? And then later introduced me to Georgianne, who was on the podcast. If you haven't heard that one, check it out. It was one of my favorites. Um, Georgianne is awesome. But Jason, you've known Georgianne forever. Um, You started X Endurance. You know, you kind of do a lot. So just tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do. God, where do I start? Um, <laughs> well, first of all, thanks for having me. Of course. And uh, yeah, we we have a lot of connections now. Yes. But uh, my my personal story, God, I've told this so many times, people probably get tired of it, but I'll give you the Reader Digest version. Yeah. Um, former professional baseball player, played in Tampa Bay's organization, uh, signed at a high school, and retired in 07. And um, always wanted to be a firefighter, but that didn't work out for me because at that time the economy tanked because of the real estate market, mm-hmm. um, which was actually a, probably a blessing in disguise for me. Um, although I still look at that job as very noble and be fun, fun job to do, but it, it put me into corporate America quickly cause I had to get a big boy job. Mm-hmm. And I learned just quickly that I had this entrepreneur spirit and corporate America just wasn't for me. Um, so I did a few, few corporate jobs and was, was then blessed and given the opportunity to become a sports agent. So the agency that represented me um, blessed me with that opportunity. So I've been an MLB sports agent uh, representing baseball players for the last 10 years. And um, I learned a lot about endorsements because the agency that I worked at was the largest golf firm, probably still this day in this world. I I reported to Phil Mickelson's agent. So I learned about how they how they did their job, which was endorsements. So everything you see on a golfer is like an endorsement. So I wanted to take that outside of baseball and be innovative and, and be an entrepreneur and be different. So I wanted to help athletes from leaving their sport to have something when they left. Mm-hmm. Because when I left baseball, I had nothing, right? Yeah. And the idea came from the gig economy started. Um, and then and the social media was becoming more present. Facebook and Twitter was happening. Mm-hmm. And I realized uh, I had a relationship with someone in CrossFit, which was Camille. Mm-hmm. My first client was Camille. And I realized like, hey, if I can help this this athlete with some endorsement deals um, and sponsorships that she can go and train full time to 
you know, to do her job as a professional athlete in CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took that, created my own media company from it, which is called Lab Now, and I um, started helping athletes, Olympic athletes. That's how I met Georgianne as well. Mm-hmm. And then in that meantime, and all this ties together, I swear, <laughs> my father, he had been in, the, in manufacturing of supplements for 20 years. Oh, wow. And um, he introduced uh, this product called Extreme Endurance to me which is our flagship product. And if you haven't heard of it, what it is is we've had 12 clinicals in 10 years and it's proven to reduce lactic acid. So Brittany, you've been on it. You know what it does yeah. to, to reduce lactic acids and saints for all, all natural drug-free certified. Totally. Uh, we showed to reduce uh, muscle damage and also oxidative stress, which is the leading cause of degenerative disease. Yeah. And so I didn't know all that when I started taking it. I was actually racing mountain bikes, but I was looking for a competitive edge. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't tell anyone that I was on it. And I just couldn't believe um, the effects of it and how I felt. And I was recovering quicker. Uh, and so I called the founder and I'm like, how come I've never heard of you? Why aren't you muscle milk big? What yeah. is going on here? And he chuckled and he just said, <laughs> I get the same response from everyone. You know, no one wants to talk about it because you have a competitive edge. And I'm like, you're absolutely right. I didn't want to tell anyone I was on it. So mm. um, from there, I just became extremely passionate about supplementation okay. um, and the way he did it because he truly built X endurance. Um, he built it 20 years ago and he was an athlete himself and he built it on, on wanting to create elite health and wellness for, for himself. Yeah. And, um, he started in Europe and brought it to the U S and, um, the products that he started in Europe have, have many, uh, books written on it hmm. and doctors used to prescribe it as medication. So hmm. when he brought it to the U S I was blown away because the drug certification wasn't the same when I was playing baseball. And, you know, I took something when I played and I got sick from it. And it came from a trusted source, huh. right? Wow. And so my mission now um, has been trying to re-educate people on why supplementation exists um, and that there are companies that truly care about why you should supplement and when you should supplement and, and teach that. So yeah. um, all these go together. I started, again, as an athlete, then got into uh, representing athletes. But my mission now with X Endurance has truly been to uh, help people, you know, get gain health. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much to talk about there, but that's, yeah. that's what I've always felt from you yourself. And then X endurance as well from the beginning is just, you guys genuinely do care and you're not out there just to sell supplements that, you know, you, you don't even know what's in them. Like you guys are very diligent with everything you do, everybody you come in contact with. So it's, it's awesome. And it's awesome to be a part of it too. I'm very uh, yeah. thankful for that. And- this is, it's weird sitting on this side of it because you and I did a podcast and <laughs> yep. I was interviewing you as an athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just love that the, uh, the amount of motivation that you had as a young athlete in college, starting a podcast and, yep. and I felt bad that we couldn't get you on with Camille. And that's why I was like, I got introduced <laughs> to Georgianne because she has such a great story totally. and, and now you guys are friends now. So yeah. it's, and, and you're a part of X Endurance. So this yes. is great. I know what it's all about. So it's all about. It's crazy. I never, I keep telling people when I started my podcast, I never would have thought of like the people or relationships I would have made from it. But especially this one with you guys and X Endurance and Georgianne and it's so special. Um, it's honestly just that makes it all worth it. So, um, but going back, cause you were talking about, you know, you were a professional athlete yourself and then the recession happened and it kind of reminds me, I was listening to a podcast the other day, kind of reminds me of how everybody's talking about, um, you know, how 
we're all here for coronavirus. We're all locked in our houses. It's causing a recession, obviously. Um, that's probably affecting you and your company a little bit to an extent, but what feelings do you have about this time and how are they sparking new ideas for you or new things? Like what, what are you taking positively out of this situation? It's, it, you know, it's, it's truly um, a pandemic and it's truly something that we've never seen before. The recession that happened um, back when I was done playing truly just personally devastated my life. Right. Mm -hmm. But what I learned in that economy was that it, it was recession proof to trash, mm -hmm. alcohol and sports. Mm -hmm. Like it didn't, it didn't affect that stuff, mm -hmm. but what's happening right now is affecting everybody yeah. and sports. And I was actually just texting this morning with, you know, a minor league player that got released two oh, weeks ago really? and he got released and, you know, he's asking me about, you know, what's it going to look like for me getting a job? And I'm sitting here like, Hey, I don't mean to be insensitive. I understand where you're at personally and what's happening, but you need to think about what's going on right now. We don't even know when this baseball season is going to start, mm -hmm. you know, like, look, it's affecting you too. You, you as a professional mm -hmm. athlete now, um, unfortunately they sent you home. Right. Yep. And so the unknown right now is completely different from what I went through. Yeah. But what I do know is that um, what I've been doing to help athletes brands mm. um, is creating a business for them, mm. has created a business for them. Yeah. And of course, they're not in their sport and they may not be making money from that right now, but they could be possibly uh, having an income from that and mm. changing people's lives based on that business, or maybe they're just giving back philanthropically. You mm -hmm. know, I have a client that has such a big following and doesn't need the money, but it's giving back right now philanthropically through his voice of his platform. Totally. So there's, there's many different ways, um, to get positive out of this. Yeah. Um, and my last thought on this is that I think this pandemic, although we don't know when it's going to get back to normal, I do feel like it's not going to take as long as, as, as it took to get back. Um, in the first recession, mm -hmm. uh, back in 07, 08, yeah. 09, 10, I feel like that the economy, uh, with the, with the, uh, care act is going to help us, yeah. uh, stimulate the economy quicker than yeah. it did last time. Yeah. It took years and years to, uh, get back from that, mm -hmm. that, that last recession. Yeah, totally. I, I think you make so, so many good points there too, about just athletes. This kind of makes you, although we're so lucky, like I'm so lucky and, and I'm sure you feel this way too, of being healthy at this moment, being able to have a house to live in, to have food to like provide for your family, all these things. But um, it is hard to an extent because it, it's totally changing a lot of our lives. Um, but how how are you personally dealing that with that with your family and and what are you taking away from this time? Um, so from the family perspective, my my yeah. wife loves it, and yeah. and I, I I'm also a father of three daughters. Yeah. And so the quality time right now is, is really truly amazing because I, like I said, I lived at HQ. Um, mm -hmm. I was in my car, uh, at the office or home. And mm -hmm. when I was at home, I wasn't here, uh, for a lot of hours, if you will. But sometimes when I was here, I wasn't presently here. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's cool that I can come here in my office and work, but also step out and say hi and have lunch with them mm -hmm. and then step back in, you know, yeah. and maybe take something, uh, personally on, uh, with my family. So it's, it's been truly a blessing. Um, it really puts life into perspective. I can tell you that like yeah. what's truly important, like 
I'm a shoe addict, right? <laughs> yeah. And I'm staring at, I, last week I'm staring at my shoes and I told my wife, I'm like, I don't even need all these shoes. Like no. I can't even wear them. Yeah. Like who am I wearing these for? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Totally. Um, so it, it puts life into perspective for a lot of things, yeah. right? But it's also, for me personally, it's gotten my creative juices going again mm-hmm. and doing a lot of things and teaching myself a lot of things that I wouldn't have done uh, if I was in my normal routine. Yeah. You know? Totally. So as you and I were texting about, like, I was asking questions about podcasting, uh-huh. right? I'm teaching myself how to edit, you know, podcasting and yeah. uh, started a website and I'm starting to write blogs just based on personal mm-hmm. experiences I've had, just some thoughts that I might have that that I'd like to put out there. And if people get something from it, great, Yeah, you know, but I'm teaching myself these technical things. So I look at it as, as, as an opportunity, Yeah. Um, but also... I'm looking at counting my blessings, uh, mm. number one, being healthy, but also having this time with my family. Totally. And and you're obviously such a motivated person. You're an entrepreneur. Um, you've probably felt that way for a while. So this isn't a huge change for you. But how do you continue to stay motivated through these times? Because I don't know, for me personally, I definitely feel motivated to have this time to be able to improve in new ways and all that stuff. But I've been talking to a lot of people and I've almost, I've felt this myself as well. It's like you have all these hours or at least you feel like you have all this time that you should be doing all these things. I feel like sometimes I'm actually overworking because I'm, I'm like, oh, well, I have, I have time, so I might as well go do a third workout or a fourth, you know what I mean? So how yeah. do you stay motivated and, and, and what are you doing to continue that creative, those creative juices and, and everything that you're doing? Well, I mean, fortunately, the business that we run at X Endurance can be done anywhere. So mm-hmm. I'm still really busy with that. We launched a new product last week. Yes. Um, we launched a new movement mm-hmm. to also help uh, people in this time. Yeah. So that's been motivational because, A, I know uh, the movement was to help people uh, yeah. start moving, right? Okay. The, the movement was also a mini stimulus for us to help people financially. Gotcha. So that's been extremely motivating for me so I can help people in this time. Yeah. And that the fact that, um, you know, someone asked me this a few weeks ago, what is success to you? It's like, number one, mm-hmm. having healthy relationships. Yeah. So connecting with all these people, agreeing is great and doing it virtually is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but number two is the ability to help people. Mm-hmm. So that's really motivating me right now yeah. that I have the ability to help people and my company and my team. And so that's truly what's what's helping me keep going. Yeah. Um, also, some I don't talk about very much too, but I'm a you know a man of faith, and I'm mm-hmm. leaning into that right now. I yeah. feel like he's he's telling us to slow down. Mm-hmm. And um, what I mean, slow down is like you guys are spread so thin, mm-hmm. and it was true. Like I'm, for me personally, I, I try to just rush to be home yeah. or rush to get in a 20 minute workout, mm-hmm. and um, so. Lean into that, and that keeps me motivated that we're going to come out of this on top and looking at the positives through this. Yeah, totally. I think that's a huge learning lesson, especially for me that I've been feeling lately. It's like we're always rushing to do all these things, and we have all these ideas, and I feel like um, I really find pieces of myself that are similar to you of like always wanting to find these new ideas and I really look up to how you always want to give back, but it's all also like, how can you find peace and stillness in this time? Um, because he's giving us this time to do yeah. that and to find no, him 100%. more in those times. Yeah. Yeah. And that too, though, um, I look at it as I love to learn. Mm. Right. So that's yep. another motivating thing is like, that's why I'm trying to teach myself things like, you know, someone 
that I used to, well, currently work for is like everyone's replaceable. So I look mm. at that as a motivational thing. Like, okay, if I'm replaceable, what things can I teach myself to become more versatile if I ever needed huh. other types of knowledge or, you know what I mean? Yeah. In other areas that I can help a, a business or myself or, or others. Yeah. And so that's another motivating thing right now. But yeah, this, the stillness um, that, that you're talking about, it's happening for me because I'm able to be home more. That's, gotcha. that's the big thing for me. Totally. That's so nice. Yeah. That's so yeah. nice. Well, that brings me back a little bit to when you played professional baseball, when you first started, was your goal to take that as far as you possibly could? Did you ever imagine yourself being in the company and, and creating what you did now? No, I no. never. I mean, I, I thought still to this day I'd be playing professional baseball. Gotcha. Yeah, 100%. Health was not on my side. Hmm. Um, and I'm not trying to sound arrogant or anything, but God truly blessed me with some athletic ability. Yeah. And I was good, but I just, I couldn't stay healthy. Mm. And the other, the other major part to that, that I wanted to give back to athletes that they don't understand is that if you don't have the mental capacity, mm. um, you can't play at that level. Okay. And I realized once I had my second surgery that I lost that. I I truly lost the mental side and it it ended my career. Um, so to answer your question, no, but when I was young, I knew that I liked to build things that I wanted to be, I used to say I wanted to be a business owner, but I didn't know what that meant. Okay. I had no idea, Yeah. you know? Um, but what I learned in corporate America is that I always would, would not be listened to, or Mm. if I had ideas or thoughts to make things better or more helpful, this was never going to go through. Okay. So it's like you got to find a way to create it on your own. Yeah. Yeah. So when you said that you feel like you lost that mental capacity, is that the words you used after yeah. your second surgery? What did that feel like? And, and what were you going through during those times? Um, so after my second surgery, which was Tommy John, okay. and it's a major surgery, so it was a replacement of my ligament. Mm-hmm. And that the doctor told me, like, if you injure this again, you'll never play again. And for, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, it sparked anxiety. Mm. I've never dealt with anxiety before. I was 20, I think I was 24 years old. Um, mm-hmm. And I woke up uh, two nights later in a panic attack where I couldn't breathe. And from there, there on, I just had this, this mental, uh, they call it um, uh, Chuck Novak syndrome or the yips, mm-hmm. um, that I couldn't fully extend my elbow. So mm-hmm. when I was throwing, I couldn't, you know, fundamentally do things that I used to. So mm-hmm. it just created this mental block and I, it's like, I forgot how to throw. Yeah. And so when I was playing in the game, I didn't know where the ball was going. So it just created this anxiety and stress and fear. Mm. Um, and it just completely mentally destroyed me Okay. and didn't understand it. And it, anxiety has affected my life, uh, ever since then okay. in different ways, but hmm. I know how to manage it. Yeah. Um, but that's truly what ended my career. Wow. But that was also a passion of mine to, to give back to athletes and help them. You know, I, I worried about the future, which mm. I shouldn't have. Okay. You know? yeah. um, and that, that's what it was. It was truly just worrying about the future and not currently working on what I could focus on in the present and control what I could control. Gotcha. And that, that was the best advice I got when I was playing for someone was just go and control what you can control and you can't control anything else. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So when you're, when you're in that lineup, do your best. That's all you can do. Yeah. You know? Totally. Totally. Yeah. It's, it's so hindsight is definitely 2020 20 with that, but, and it's so hard in the moment totally. But when do you think that you 
learned that? Was it after you were done playing? Oh, 100%. Yeah. It was probably four or five years when I was done playing. I was like, man, what was I worried about? Yeah. What was it? You know? And it's just that anxious, like impatient impulse. I want it now. I need it now. If I'm not there, it's not good enough. You know? Totally. Or it's like, no, there's a process to this. And it could... It could have taken me 10 years to get to the big leagues, but that was the process for me, mm-hmm. you know? But I I didn't want it to take that long. I didn't want, mm-hmm. you know, to take the time to get healthy, and I wanted it now. Yeah. So it just created this whirlwind of just distress. Yeah. If an athlete's in a in a similar position as you where they're feeling stress, I mean, I mean, I'm sure everybody feels a certain degree of stress or anxiety when it comes to professional sports or even college or um, competitive sports because there's so much pressure on us um, that we put on ourselves, but that's also external. What would you recommend to them? I mean, you you talked about staying in the moment, but if you could if you could go back to those times, what would you tell yourself? Um, to continue and to push on through that? I try to simplify the process and ask them this up front is like, if that Jersey was taken away from you today and you could never play soccer again, how would you feel? Hmm. Right. Yeah. I was asking you that, like, how would you feel if you could never play again? What regrets would you, what regrets would you have now looking back? Huh. Right. Yeah. So you have to put your mindset that this could be your last day. Okay. And you have to look at your last opportunity. Yeah. Because that's what, for years, I think I struggled with anxiety after that was because that I, I knew that I could still play, um, but I took it for granted. Okay. And I think a lot of athletes, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but I think some athletes never think it's going to go away. Mm -hmm. And they think a lot of athletes think money is going to be there forever. Mm -hmm. But I learned quickly, all that money I made in baseball is gone Hmm. in an instant. Right. And I never thought it was going to go away. Yeah. Um, but I also thought my career was never going to go away either. Totally. So I would pose the question first, the hard question. If this jersey was taken off your back today, or if, Brittany, you walked in that locker room and your bags were packed, mm-hmm. and they told you this is the end of the road for you, like, mm-hmm. did you give everything that you could give? Did you mm-hmm. worry about the things that you should have worried about? Or did you truly give everything and didn't have that stress and worry anxiety, right? Totally. Um, now, how do you work through that? It's tough. I think it's case by case Mm -hmm. because I think people, there are people that fear in the moment of of when they're starting to compete, Mm -hmm. but I think there's also people that fear before that even happens. Right. Um, So it's just learning how to manage that stress. But I, I would always go back to if you're prepared and you, you do all the work in practice, then you shouldn't fear anything. Totally. Truly. Right. Yeah. Um, You know, there's an Olympic athlete that I've worked with and, they deal with, with anxiety and it's like, are you, do you see what you've done in practice? You've already proved it. Yeah. Like you've done it. You've shown yourself. Like, what mm. do you have to worry about? All, yeah. The only thing that's different is that there's people next to you in those blocks. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that's different. Yeah. And there's a gun. <laughs> yeah. But you've done it before. And mm-hmm. and so if you put the work in, I don't feel like um, you should be stressed. It's like yeah. being proactive, right? Totally. And you know if you put the work in. Totally. You know if you're ready. Yeah. I know I totally agree. And I, I, my position, especially as a goalkeeper, is is I'd say 90% mental. Um, and, and it's been a struggle my whole life. And I've, I've felt the same way too. It's like, 
you you prepare so much in training you prepare in so many other ways and but if you can't get that right in the moment if you can't just almost let everything else go then there's there's no point to all that training because your your mind won't let you just be free and play and so i think that's been a really big growing experience and something i'm continuing to learn every single day but it's funny because i feel like moments like these where we're having to sit at home and we can't even go to the field with five friends to play pickup you know this kind of reminds you how special and that is not going to last forever you know, and, yeah. and it could be taken away at any moment. And you felt that for yourself as well, that it can be taken away at any moment. And in a way that kind of opens you up more to just living in that moment and embracing, you know, the challenges of it being scary and being hard and having the pressure. You know, I was thinking about the other day, um, hopefully I'll be with Orlando Pride this season. If there is a season, I'm hoping so. Yeah. Still still in the books right now, but was thinking about, you know, play, I've never played in a stadium that big before. We were at the stadium the other day for the men's game and all that stuff. Not the other day, a couple, couple months ago because this thing <laughs> has been going on for a while. But um, just thinking of all that pressure, but then moments like this really remind me of like what I get to do is so fun and it's so cool. So why not just like live in that? Why not embrace it as much as you can? Because one day it's going to be over and... Yeah you're going to regret feeling like, oh, what if I drop this ball? Or what if I, you're going to not regret just living in the moment and, and having as much fun as you can. So I love, love that point you made for sure. Yeah, our life, our life is this big, right? Yeah. And our window of opportunity as an athlete is literally this big. Yeah. And, and people forget that. Totally. You know, and again, yeah, right now you're living it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, what if I never had soccer again? Yeah. I guarantee you could go back there in the mindset of like, Hey, I'm never going to take this for granted again. Totally. And I know you work hard, so mm-hmm. you might not even have that mindset. But, yeah. um, you know, it, the last thing too is like, you relate this to business. Um, well, I was talking about being prepared. Like imagine if you had to go give a presentation and mm-hmm. you didn't prepare for it, you're mm-hmm. going to have stress, anxiety, right? Yeah. But if you prepare for that speech and you know what you're going to say and you know how you're going to present it, yeah. there's nothing to fear. Totally. Totally. So just put the work in. Yeah, I agree. And I love I love you always going towards like the business aspect of it too because like you said this this doesn't last forever and people are and athletes are going to have to pivot into new things and new um ways to make money but also fill their competitive drive and their passions and all these different things. So what was that like when you knew okay, baseball's done. You you obviously didn't get into X endurance right away, but what was that moment when it's like, okay, this is over. What next? You know, I looked at it. Um, I didn't learn this until I was done with corporate America. Mm-hmm. But when I was close uh, to being done with corporate America and I was given the opportunity to become an agent, and just like a light bulb went off. It was like I looked at as an athlete. It was like the cycle of life as an athlete. Mm-hmm. And that my job was probably to go back and help these younger athletes, mm. A, experience it better than I did, and teach them things that I learned that I wouldn't, if I could do it over again, this is what I'd do differently. Mm, and okay. so it was like a mentor, right? Yeah. So just like you, when you're done with your career, you've got to go back and give back to these young players that looked up to you yeah. with advice or, you know, contracts you signed or agent stuff or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, endorsements. Yeah. You'll be able to speak to that and they need that help, mm-hmm. right? Totally. It's just like a, a manager at work. Like they're teaching you things on that business you know, side of things that they learned 
throughout the years. And so it's like this, just the cycle of life as an athlete. And so I knew that was my, my space. Um, cause I also signed out of high school. Mm. So not a lot of athletes in high school. So the big thing was, can I help someone help make that decision to a go and forgive their, or forgo their college education or mm. sign and go professionally? Mm. That's a big decision. Yeah. You know, so I thought that was, that would be helpful for me to go back and help these young kids yeah. and, and families advise families. Cause they don't know they're green to it totally. not, and they shouldn't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When did you feel so in a certain way? And I, I, I'm, I don't know if you'd agree with this or not, but I feel like to play a professional sport, there's a level of, I, it may not be the right word, but selfishness um, when it goes when it comes down to it, because you have to be so focused on so many different aspects that all lead into how am I going to perform physically and mentally on a certain day, um, and I feel that a lot too, and that's a big reason I am wanting to give back in as many ways as that I pop possibly can. So when did you feel the desire and the drive to want to give back, especially playing a professional sport where you have to be so locked in and focused on yourself almost every hour of every day? Um, again, I learned like maybe boys were just slow learners. I don't know. (laughs) I learned, you know, everything after I was done playing, like from, um, the way that we worked out or the way we maintained during season or how we ate. Gosh, we eat terribly, you know, like I didn't know anything about nutrition mm. and nutritionists that came in would talk about like, here, here are the right things you should eat when you're, when you're picking fast food type things. It's like, mm. whoa. Right. And the way yeah. we eat now is just completely different. Yeah. Um, but as an athlete, you have to be selfish. You, mm-hmm. Again, the window of opportunities is big. Right. Yeah. And I, I remember, I think it's Michael Phelps that talked about this. Like, think about that guy's life. Like, mm-hmm. He sacrificed so much to be the best swimmer in the world. And he probably didn't go to any school events. Like, he yeah. probably didn't have girlfriends, right? No. Nope. He, he had to eat all those calories throughout <laughs> the day, right? Yeah. And then he had to practice, early morning practice and probably late night practice and get rest. Like, he didn't have a life, right? Mm-mm. So, to be selfish, look what that transitioned in for him. Like, look the success that he had yeah. by being by being selfish. Yeah. You know, do you feel that as well in your business now? Because you're running this company, correct? Um, you're at the forefront of every big decision that's made and, and all this stuff. Do you still feel that to an extent of, you know, I have to be so locked in on that, but then how do you balance that as well with having a family and having your girls and, and all this different stuff? Fortunately, I have a wife that is, has been truly supportive of, of this mission and Mm -hmm. she can see, uh, the effects that our company has had on people and, mm-hmm. and products. It's mm-hmm. changed people's lives. Um, but she sees the mission that I'm on, and um, she knows that in this building time, there's never just set it and forget it. There's mm-hmm. always going to be this work capacity that's going to happen. So for, for where, where I'm at in my position, I yes, there's I have to be very selfish with my time. Yeah. Um, but there's also stuff like this, like, this is very meaningful to me to help give out information if it's helpful to someone, mm-hmm. you know? Um, mm-hmm. But for me personally, I have to be selfish with my personal time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that gets hard mm-hmm. where to draw the line with, you know, to stop working. Cause I will always want to help people. Yeah. Um, but I need to remember to be selfish with my time. Um, but I have, I wouldn't be here without my team. Hmm. You know, it's, I make decisions, but I also try to make, make it that the team makes the decision that mm. we're all in the same boat. Um, 
and, and so it's not just me. It's a team effort. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. What did you learn about leadership and that team aspect while playing sports that you took over into what you do now? God, Probably man. a lot. I, this is funny. I started writing a blog about leadership um, a few days ago, yeah. and I got stuck because I felt like there's so many different views on leadership, and I feel like it could be controversial. Yeah. You know, like you know, some people they they coach different ways, they motivate different ways, and it's like, what does it really come down to? Mm-hmm. What is a true leader? And I, I think a leader is someone that casts a vision, mm-hmm. but also makes that vision a reality. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think as a leader, what I learned a long time ago in just personal relationship is that you got to be able to influence, mm-hmm. but also be vulnerable. Mm. You got to, you got to have, it goes back to the relationship. You got to have open communication with everyone on your team. Yeah. Um, and that, and when I say open communication, like the door is always open and you can be vulnerable in any conversation because we're just humans. Yeah. Right. And we're all going through things. So if it's always just business, 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 I don't think that motivates people. Totally. You know? If you can connect on a whole different level with your team yeah. and understand that that person is motivated differently and they're going through different things in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that speaks to, to being a good leader as well. Yeah. Um, because it's relatable. Totally. You know, they want to work harder for you and, and that makes you want to work harder for them. Yeah. You know, and it just becomes in unison. Yeah. That's, I learned a lot of that throughout college. Cause I think, and obviously still growing, still learning about this, um, seeing new leaders in my new environment in different ways than I've ever experienced and stuff like that. But I think the old school mentality about leadership um, that I saw and that I brought into my college environment because I was put as captain early, early on into high school and then early, early into college. And to be honest, I probably wasn't ready, but that could have also been the best thing that was that happened to me because I was forced to learn in the hard way um, what leadership is like and what doesn't work. Um, but the relationship piece is huge because I feel like the mentality I went in about leadership is like, oh, the leaders are the ones that, you know, are always perfect and they never mess up. And, you know, but I learned it's actually the opposite. You know, if you're admitting your mistakes and you're, you're talking about things that you've gone through and admitting that you're still working on yourself, which is always going to be true, then it lets other people open up too. And it doesn't make this tense environment. And so I think that's a huge point. Um, yeah, it's it's not a mistake if you if you don't learn from it, right? Yeah. And what you just said about like a leader's not shouldn't be perfect. Yeah. And I and again, I don't think a leader should be because of the hierarchy that they're given at the company or the title. Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't mean you're a leader. Yeah. I hate titles. Yeah. I personally do. When people reference and I hate even saying it, you know, CEO, I hate that. It's yeah. like that doesn't mean that I'm a leader, right? Mm-hmm. I have to the other thing about leadership is behaviors. You got to cast the vision of, of behaviors of accountability, integrity, trust, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. And those behaviors have to be unison with your team. Mm. Um, but I think, yeah, leaderships, it's tough and people do it different ways. Um, but I truly think it comes down to what you just said that if that leader knows they're not perfect and they can teach through their mistakes or life experiences, it just goes a lot further. Yeah. 
Yeah, I totally agree. So obviously X Endurance's goal is to promote your health in the best ways possible, you know, supplement. You can talk about um, the benefits of supplementation and all that stuff, but when did you really lean into health and when did you learn about how how important it is to the sport, but also just to life in general for everyone? Um, so I, I really leaned into it. So I took something when I was younger, um, when I was playing professional baseball, it was like 2004 and it was to, to get, to gain weight. I was always a smaller athlete that had a hard time gaining weight Mm -hmm. and I got really sick from it. I gained Mm -hmm. 10 pounds through that off season and I got a kidney infection. Wow. So I never took any supplementation after that. Um, and I, yeah, I would have like a protein shake here and there, Mm -hmm. but I realized over time that it was just, it tastes so good. And then learning about ingredients through mm-hmm. what my dad did. And it's just like, man, this stuff actually just makes you fat. Doesn't really, <laughs> doesn't really help you. Right. Yeah. Um, but it was in 2011 where, when I retired in 07, I literally didn't go to a public gym for four years. Oh, wow. I, I hated public gyms just because like, you know, transitioning from a, a different machine and waiting turns and stuff like I wasn't used to that. Totally. Um, so I didn't, I didn't go, I'd just like run and do stuff on my own, but I joined a CrossFit gym in 2011 Okay. and that's when I learned about X endurance gotcha. and I was racing mountain bikes and I saw the effects of what extreme endurance did for me. And I was mm-hmm. like, this, this is impossible that a natural supplement can do this. Yeah. But then I leaned into it more and, and learned about the founder and what he created. And there's a product mm-hmm. called immune boost, which are multivitamin yep. and that book had several books written on it in five different languages in Europe. And the way the doctor um, talked about it was um, supplement. The supplementation exists for a reason because of the way we mass produce foods and we're mm. missing our nutrients mm. in our foods because of that. You know, produce prices have gone up, but the quality has gone down, especially yeah. right now. And so we need a, a fill fill the gaps, right? Yeah. Um, but what I what I gained from that personally was I started working out again that there's an ecosystem of health. And it's movement, so exercise, no matter what you're doing, um, supplementation, mm-hmm. and um, God, it was the whole food eating lifestyle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was incorporating all of those, and I was wearing contacts um, soon after, probably my last year in my pro season, and then soon after that. And I didn't wear them all the time, but my vision became better. Huh. And I started to lean out again. And I don't wear glasses. I don't wear contacts since it's been nine years. Wow. Right? No way. So that for me was just like my personal testimony. Okay, there's there's something here. So yeah. from the standpoint of X Endurance, it's not just about supplements. I don't just sell supplements. I, I try to cast the vision of there's an ecosystem of health. Okay. And you need to exercise. You need to eat good. But supplement supplements exist for a reason. Yeah. And we built products to fill those gaps. Yeah. Um, but we also... We also made products for, for an athlete like you to perform better. Yeah. And not just perform better, but you guys put your bodies through such excessive exercise mm-hmm. that you absolutely need to recover. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And that oxidative stress that people don't even know that your body's going through. Yeah. Um, and that was another passion of mine, you know, mm-hmm. to be a part of building those products. Yeah. Um, so I know that's a lot, but there's an ecosystem of health totally. here at X Endurance and we believe in whole food eating lifestyle comes first. Yeah. But there's a reason, especially right now, right? Yeah. You go to the store, all the canned foods are gone. The frozen stuff's gone. I know. And then you got all the fresh produce still sitting there. Yeah. And so you it's think crazy. about what people are eating at home. 
there's no way they're getting no. their, their nutrients and minerals and vitamins in totally. a day. No, totally. there's no way. I know. And so that's why supplementation exists. Totally. It, it truly does. Yeah. yeah. I agree. And I, the stress part is huge in the recovery. Um, you talk, you talk a lot about oxidative stress and I still need to learn a little bit more about that, but personally as an athlete, and I don't know if you can attest to this as well, but I feel like I'm always just wanting to go, 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 but don't necessarily always. And this is something I need to work on because as a young athlete, younger athlete, I could get away with not always recovering and, and not taking the time to do that and, and supplementing my body. Right. Um, but what recommendations do you have for people who want to go at a hundred percent? Because I've learned personally that if I want to go at a hundred percent all the time, I'm going to have to take days to recover. I'm going to have to take the right supplementation to recover. What did you learn about that? And why, why do you have a big passion for that as well? So you're asking me like if, like what products you need if you are on the go, go, go yeah. all the time? Yeah, just to recover. As, as an individual or as an athlete? Let's start with athlete. For an athlete, regardless, uh, they need to be on – when I talk about oxidative stress, mm-hmm. okay, I'll explain it really quick. Yeah. Oxidative stress is um, the leading cause of degenerative disease. Okay. It's what ages us. So mm-hmm. it's, it's free radical damage that hits our cells thousands and thousands of times a day. Hmm. So when you're doing a workout and you're doing that huffing and puffing, yeah. that's, that's free radical damage hitting your cells, okay? Huh. And that ultimately destroys it. And so that's what ages us, okay. okay? And over time, we can't recover from that. So the Extreme Endurance product is proven to reduce that by 39%. Oh, wow. So more than anyone needs that as an athlete mm. because all that all the oxidative stress they put their body through in their workouts on a day after day after day. Yeah. Um, that exists for a reason. And then multivitamin, like I talked about, our immune boost because we need to fill the gaps of nutrition, of uh, the minerals and nutrients that we're missing, mm. but also – that also helps with oxidative stress. Gotcha. Um, and then omegas and D3. Mm-hmm. This, these are our foundational products, these three that I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and we call them our dailies. But mm-hmm. omega is is really proven for brain and heart health mm-hmm. and also joint. And there's even links out there. Um, sorry, links. There's there's reports out there linking um, the lack of, of D3 to depression, mm-hmm. which is you know, for brain health. So we added uh, omega plus D3. Okay. So um, we are all probably deficient in vitamin D, regardless of our skin type, because mm-hmm. the way we absorb it. Okay. Um, but we need it. I guarantee if you went and got a blood test right now, you'd be deficient in vitamin D3. Yep. I think I was actually with our last blood test. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, it, especially if you live in a cold weather state and you're not seeing the sun yep. a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless if you work out or train, you should be on some sort of good supplementation. Mm-hmm. And and the reason why I do what I do is because there's so many companies out there that have great marketing, yeah. but they, it doesn't match what they put in their products, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Our products work because they have the effective dosage and research ingredients that are supposed to be in that product to mm. actually help you. Gotcha. And so that's the difference of why we um, formulate our products. Yeah. And like even today, I'm drinking our new product that launched. This yeah. is our, our our focus product. So it's an energy nootropic focus product. And, um, you know, the difference of this is like, do you drink caffeine or energy drinks? I'm addicted to coffee. You're addicted to coffee. Yep. <laughs> Coffee's good and that's natural. But yeah. think about, think about someone that drinks, um, like an energy drink that has like 250, 300 milligrams of caffeine in it. Yeah. Right? 
they're just stimulating their heart because they need the energy to focus on something, mm. right? So we created this product uh, and we found a pharmaceutical pharmaceutical ingredient called Alpha Size. And Alpha Size has been around since the 80s in, in, in pharmaceuticals, but um, uh, we put the effective dosage amount in there that mm. it's going to help as a nootropic to help you focus for mental clarity. Okay. Uh, then we put 130 milligrams of natural green tea extract caffeine in there huh. and all natural flavoring. So for someone looking for a safe alternative, you know, energy category is going to be huge in the next five years. Yeah. And it is right now. Yeah. But that's why we made that product because we wanted to make a safe, clean product that actually works, that can give you mental clarity and focus. Um, and that ingredient alpha size has clinical data on it. So yeah. um, there's other companies that will put, you know, you need an effective amount of 100 milligrams and people will put anywhere from 20 to 50. Huh. We, put, we put 300 milligrams of ours in it. So oh, wow. you're going to feel the effects of it. If you went on my social today, people are starting to get the product mm-hmm. and they're giving the feedback. So I'm posting it because people are like blown away by the results and yes. how they feel on it. And it tastes good. Um, yeah. Anyway, I know I went off on this tangent, but you asked me the question. Totally. I feel as an athlete, you absolutely need supplementation. Mm-hmm. Um not only those daily vitamins and, and minerals, but you need a recovery source right mm-hmm. after yep. to restore glycogen stores. Yep. Um, so a protein and a carbohydrate, we formulated a carbohydrate drink mm-hmm. as organic sweet potato based. Yeah. Um, but you need, you need those uh, recovery tools, if you will, um, prior from, to work out so that everything that you just did in that workout, you don't lose it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I love everything that you guys do. I feel like you're always innovating and finding the new thing to help athletes and help pe- people in any any way. And I think that's the best thing about you as a leader because you lead by example in so many ways. You're not only, you know, you not only run X Endurance, but you also, you know, you're a father, you're an athlete yourself and all these things and always wanting to give back. And that's exactly what your products do. I know I personally can attest to it. And so I just want to thank you for everything that you do. Thank you. That means a lot. <laughs> totally. Means, you know, that's why I do what I do. Just, yeah. you know, if it, if it helped change your life or, you know, that's, that's what, that's what we do this for. Yeah. yeah. One person at a time. Totally. I love it. So we already kind of talked about if you could go back, um, what are one or two things that you'd tell yourself as a young athlete or even as a young entrepreneur, but do you have any more, um, things that you would go back and, and tell yourself maybe when it was, when you were, um, in, in your first business ventures or even when you were playing baseball? I would go back to sports. Uh, absolutely. Okay. I would go back and tell myself to, um, not, not to worry mm. about everything. Yeah. Um, and to trust the process because mm-hmm. what, whatever's supposed to happen is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And some of the things that you're, you're worried about are out of your control anyway. So why worry about it? Totally. And, I, and I mean that in that, people have heard this before, you know, try to control your control, but it's true. Like that was one thing that almost it did end in my career. I was worried about things that were completely out of my control. Mm-hmm. I didn't trust the process. You know, I started creating stories in my head about what the team was doing with me and stuff like yeah. that. Like, yeah, you, you gotta, I would go back and trust, trust the process, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. take back the life experience that baseball mm-hmm. gave me. And, you know, everyone asked me, do you regret signing out of high school? And I don't. I, hmm. I got so much life experience at a young age yeah. um, and gained knowledge to be able to give back now. Yeah. Um, then I don't know what it looked like if I went to college. What if I got hurt in college? Yeah. 
ever played professional. Totally. You know? Totally. So I don't, I don't regret anything, but I definitely go back and tell myself to, to have patience, trust the process and, yeah. and stop worrying. Yeah. I love it. I love it. That's even good advice for me now because I can see where you're at in your life and, um, can totally take those learning lessons from you as well. So I love it. So, uh, the last question is that, like we said, you're so much more than an athlete. You do so many things, you give back to the community in so many ways, but, um, if you didn't have sport in your life, if you didn't maybe have this business in your life, what would you want to be known for just as a human being? What kind of legacy would you want to leave? Oh, that's a tough, that's a tough question. Yeah. Um, gosh. That's hard. <laughs> it, no, it is. But, you know, I, I never looked at it that way. It's like, what do you want to be left behind? And just, I, I don't know. You know, people, it's a great question, Brittany. I haven't <laughs> thought about that, but never been stumped before i know i stumped you probably to be looked at as someone that a someone maybe looked up to um but also could count on Mm. and um i have people that i could go to Mm. you know when i when i was going through this process and i still do yeah um but leader such cliche word but like yeah I hope that there's people remember that they could come to me and know that I could help them in some sort of way. Yeah. Um, Cause you know, I guess to flip it, I just always wanted to help people yeah. for whatever reason. Like to, to be a firefighter was always my plan B. Like that was going to be my platform to help people. Mm. And that didn't happen for me. So I took X endurance in my team. We've taken this opportunity to help people. That's my way of helping people now yeah. is teaching them the way to, to gain health and I hope that I could just impact someone's life that's yeah. you know if I if it's one person that's fine yeah. you know that's a great question though I'm gonna have to think about that even more now I know I love that I stumped you with one thing today at yeah least. <laughs> I never looked at myself as like I guess leaving a legacy mm-hmm. um but yeah maybe it's stuff that I leave behind that especially my family and my yeah. girls look to mm-hmm. that they remember me by that was a positive Totally, totally. And I heard somebody say it a while ago too, like you said, if even if it's just one person, that's the legacy. It's not necessarily having the statue in your name, but if you can leave that imprint on somebody else's life, that's that's definitely huge and you're definitely doing that. So again, well, thank, thank you. you so much for joining me today and I can't wait to release this. I think there are a lot of good things in there. Um, a lot of things that people can learn from. I know I definitely learned a lot of things. So thank you. Good, good, good. I know you've talked to a lot of, you know, uh, high level people. So I hope you get some out of this. Yes, totally. Thank you. And thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks so much again for listening, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Again, if you do, please screenshot this, share it on any of your social media outlets. It helps so much. Subscribe now. I hope this story inspires you to go out, live your story, and don't be afraid to share it.